from like a sexual perspective, I w- didn't really have much of a libido. Sexual, yeah. yeah. The coil, which is inserted into your uterus, actually releases copper into the body. So that's why it's not called hormonal. However, this is a big however, it still stops you from ovulating. It still changes your hormonal makeup. I was scared. And also, other than you, I had no access to anything telling me that it was okay to monitor my cycle as a way of preventing pregnancy thing i hear the most from every single person when they're like what you don't even you don't even use this you and i'm like no because i physically there's no egg will not be getting pregnant like after my fertile phase i'm good he was like oh my god how this happened and i was like what do you mean Hans? it's all me i've got to be the one to take my temperature i've got to be the one to check in i've got to be the one to know this i've got to know this oh and that really changed things with us even though you know it's not natural family planning isn't applicable to someone without a period i'll still ask the partner Time is money, so spend yours listening to me talk about things that are important to me and my people. Time is money. (laughs) Welcome to Maya's Minutes with me, Maya. This is the second episode of the first series, Periods, Postpartum and Power. And I would like to introduce you to my good friend, Despreet. She's going to be the resident guest for the entire series. She's extremely qualified to speak on such matters. She is a natural family why is that so hard to say? It Natural family planning teacher. Boom. She's a female health enthusiast and she's just an all-around inspiration. If you would like to start from the beginning and listen to the whole series all the way through, there's only one episode that you've missed out on. A little recap of what we discussed is here. I came on and I was called my mum. I was like, Mom! Yeah, I was going to say you and screamed. Then, yeah, I scream at everything. And also before this, I was so excited to start because I thought that was like a woman thing. I couldn't wait to get boobs and I couldn't wait to start my period. I would always be like, I can't wait. And I'd pretend. Mm. As soon as I found out about them, I would always, like every couple of weeks, I'd be like, I started my period. And my mum would be like, I know you haven't. And I hadn't, obviously. But then when I did, I was like, ah! and then she was like, and then she, I was, I just got up, like woke up. I was sat on the toilet and she saw my knickers and she yeah. was like, you just started your period and she gave me a hug and kissed me and I was like and she said that she did that because when she started hers she hid hers she hid hers she was in bed with her I think she slept like with her sisters or something and she like they that's like there was some like leaked in the bed sort of thing and then someone was like who did that obviously knowing it was her and then one of her sisters was like you use these so there is the previous episode that you can catch up on. And if you want to jump straight into this one, then feel free. You don't have to listen to every single episode of every single series. It will just give you a better understanding if you do. So here we are. Hello. Last episode, we spoke a lot about our first interactions or understandings of periods, of sex, of contraception. So we're just going to dig a little deeper, get further underneath that epidermis I wanted to ask you well let's talk about my situation actually and how I was when I first came to you and I was like you know what I want to come off the pill like the thing I didn't even I wasn't even on the pill I was on the uh no implant implant coil terrifies me that can never be me but implant that's what I was on Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um and the thing is I didn't really have a bad time with it yeah you didn't it wasn't the worst but But it wasn't great exactly and that's the thing I think it's a shame that we've normalized not great (laughs) as enough it's not it's not okay (laughs) we shouldn't be thinking not great is the standard like I should be feeling good all the time yeah obviously not all the time I'm gonna have my days but like my health should be in 
Should okay. be subpar in it. Yeah, that's it. I mean, not much to ask. I should yeah. be all right. So I was finding on the implant that I, one big thing, which I know sounds strange, but I would need to wee. And if I didn't get it to a toilet in literally two seconds, I would actually wet myself. Mm. Like I, on a serious level. I know. I think that even happened a few times when I saw you. Remember that time we were in our retreat and I was like, I need to go to the toilet. And you're like, well, where are you going to go? And I literally just had to go like in the field. Do you not remember Oh my that? God, yeah. The second With the one. swing, yeah. 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 So that was me. Um, and also I would get really like, from like a sexual perspective, I w- didn't really have much of a the libido. Sexual, yeah. yeah. Which is crazy when I look back because at the time I felt like I was having sex all the time, but I didn't, not that I didn't enjoy it, but like it wasn't now when I want to have sex, I really want to. Do you know what I mean? And I know that. You can see the clear difference basically. Exactly. There is a difference. And do you know what? That's actually one of the things that, so when you go on hormonal birth control, whatever it is, there's always, you know, like I'd say like 99% of people are going to experience some kind of side effects. Yeah. If you're part of that 1%, well done. Congrats to you. Mm. But these side effects can be really brutal. And a lot of the time we don't actually attribute these side effects to being on hormonal contraceptives. So we don't always attribute those symptoms to being on hormonal contraceptives until we come off. And then Mm. you can draw the comparison and be like, oh, but what was different here oh i was on the pill. i literally I the felt pill. like the fog yeah thing. yeah i actually felt clean like i can i when i'm sad i know i'm sad when i'm mm. upset i know when i'm Do you happy, know what one I'm of my happy. clients said to me yeah i found this one so interesting so she came to me she messaged me and she was like tell me how she was feeling and she's like do i need to come off the pill before we start working together i was not at all we can start working together whilst you're still taking hormonal contraceptives it's fine and then two weeks in, she stopped taking the pill. Yeah, so I in this eight-week course. So two weeks in, she stopped taking. Four weeks in, she comes into the session. I, I'm not joking. She was a new person. She looked physically different. Mm. She had a glow. And this was after two weeks of not taking it, yeah? She came in and she was buzzing. And she was just like, work's fine. Work. Her life was really stressful for her when she was on the pill, yeah? Really stressful. Work was stressful. Life was stressful. Family was stressful. All of it. Nothing was a stress for her at this point. She's probably ovulating. And um, she, she goes to me, I looked at my husband the other day and I was like, he's actually good looking. And I was like, it changed the way that you saw your husband, didn't it? She was like, massively, I didn't think he was good looking for that whole time I was on the pill and I was taking the pill so that we could have unprotected sex, but I didn't want to. Mm. And I was like, so what the pill does, I explained it to her. So what the pill and other hormonal birth control does is it affects your testosterone levels. Yeah. And often we think that our women menstruators, we don't have testosterone, but we have a tiny, tiny little bit. But is there for things like sexual gratification, interest in sex, things like that. And some other things, I'm sure. But when we take hormonal birth control, because that little tiny bit of testosterone we have, the levels get altered, yeah? So that means that our interest in sex is completely gone, which is such a catch-22 because a lot of the time you're taking the pills so so that that you you can can have sex as you please, but you just don't want to. And that's another thing that she found. She was just like, yeah, I'm attracted to him. I want to be intimate with my husband. Wow. Crazy, isn't it? Well, I would also combat that with things I've read about women who met their partner whilst on contraception. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it changes who you're attracted to. And came off. And then they're like, who's this? Literally. And <laughs> yeah. I've actually got friends who are scared to come off because they might not want to be with their person anymore. What I have to say to them, get off the birth control. Yeah. Literally. If you want to get off of it. No, but um yeah, it does because it affects your hormones so much, yeah. Mm. You don't ovulate. Ovulation is not just there for you to get pregnant. Mm. It is a marker of good health. It is a hormonal function. It is a function of the body that needs to happen. And when you're not ovulating, 
you're kind of not yourself. Yeah, hundred percent. I feel when, when it's like when it's like you know when you're taking a pill to suppress it, right? When there's other health conditions, that's not what I'm talking about. And it changes your chemical makeup. And a part of your chemical makeup is what you find nice, what you find bad, and that involves what you find attractive. I totally feel so much more in control. I'm taking that contraception because I want to be quote unquote in control. It's it's such and a catch. Now I feel it the most, and I've got nothing in me do you know what I mean it's crazy yeah um so yeah my journey with contraception and I feel this is important to share because I've been very open about it and it's actually something that a lot of people on my like platforms always ask me about because I appear as somebody who like trusts science and I do but when it comes to this I'm very much but to be fair like your body's still science in it so like I am trusting science but just in a different also way. everyone's body is different yeah yeah I'm very lucky, let me just preface this with, I don't have any health complications. I'm in good health and I have a pretty normal quote unquote cycle in that I'm fairly regular and I know pretty much my cycle is going to be from 26 to 28 days long. Yeah. That's me. So I'm a good candidate for natural family planning basically. And I say that because I don't want women listening to this who may have complications to feel attacked by the fact that I'm saying X, Y, and Z. I know that I'm, again, in a position where I'm privileged enough to be able to do this. So that's why I'm doing it, basically. I was hesitant to come off contraception because I have been told my whole life, like we said in the last episode, if you have sex, you're going to get pregnant and die. (laughs) And I wouldn't want to do that so I was like let me protect myself at all costs let me make sure that I'm not in any you know yeah. and I told and you know I feel like with hormonal contraception often you're you go for the one you're like oh, I'm gonna go for the pill and then you're encouraged to try different ones there's a micro there's the Michael Gerger or something there's they, this one there's that one then try the implant say? then try the coil blah 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 the funny thing with the coil is you probably heard this as well it's not hormonal non-hormonal contraception because it doesn't the reason it's technically called that is because it doesn't release hormones into the body unlike the pill and the rest of them yeah the implant they all release hormones the coil which is inserted into your uterus actually releases copper into the body so that's why it's not called hormonal however and this is a big however it still stops you from ovulating it still changes your hormonal makeup that copper still changes your hormonal makeup in the same way that other hormonal contraceptives do so i always say to people think about the process of what's going on in the body it may be technically be non-hormonal in medical terms but it is still changing your hormonal makeup so just bear that in mind totally also the justifications i would go through because i really wanted and i knew deep down that i needed to come off contraception but i was also scared so i would justify my contraception of the implant by oh because it's in your arm when you take it out that's it all the hormones go with right, it okay. so I was like so that so then you know that that's not as bad yeah. because I thought the pill was worse somehow sure. because I'm like absorbing I don't know what my <laughs> thinking was but anyway all I'm saying is it's completely normal to if you're like me which was very much socialized around a time of like not getting pregnant and blah 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 prevention being the best thing sort of thing to be scared I was scared and also other than you I had no access to anything telling me that it was okay to monitor my cycle as a way of 
preventing pregnancy. Okay. I remember when I finally was ready and I'd read a book and I'd spoken to you like a million times. I remember even messaging yeah. you when you were in labour because you were like, I was like, um, I know you've got a lot going on, but I haven't actually, I'm not sure if I, and you were like, obviously through yeah. contractions, through contractions, replying Can I just to me. say, I was not like that. I had yeah. a great birth. Yeah, she had a <laughs> Very great relaxed. Birth. That's why I could respond. Yeah. When I called up and said, I want to get this out my arm, she was like, okay, and what other contraception should we line up for you? Yeah. And I was like, none. And she was like, what are you going to do? And I was like, I'm going to just observe my cycle, which I wish I hadn't said. Yeah, and I was like, I'm just gonna, I was really proud. I was like, I'm just going to observe my cycle no. and do it naturally. Because I thought I'd get rewarded for that. And she was like, oh, okay, so you don't mind getting pregnant? And I was like, well, I don't think so I sorry. will. Okay, but you do know, like, that was how she was talking yeah, to me. Yeah. And I was just like, mate, you don't know me. Do you know what I mean? Mm. I'm not being funny, but how do you know that I'm not the most responsible, honest so person? Which not- I am. <laughs> Let me just... It wasn't a personal attack on you. Well, it sounded it. But it wasn't. Yeah. Well, the issue is that with doctors and healthcare providers is they think that natural family planning and fertility awareness is something completely different. Mm. They think it's something called the rhythm method. And yeah. the rhythm method is really reductive, really limited in its approach to fertility. So that is why she's coming at you like, look, you're going to get pregnant. Like, there's jokes that doctors say like, oh, what do you call someone who uses natural family planning? Parents. Pregnant, yeah, parents, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, that's how they see it. And that is because, sorry to say it, but they are not qualified natural family planning teachers. Mm. They are not qualified fertility awareness educators. Like, I had to train to be this teacher, right? Mm. They're not trained in that. They're doctors. They're trained in many other incredible things, but they don't understand women's cycles like I do. Mm-hmm. And also, they're very clear on we need to focus on limiting unwanted pregnancies we need to do things that are going to be 100% accurate and going to do that which is also funny because contraception isn't always 100% no it's not it's like 96% natural family planning is 99.6% under perfect use I ain't never had a client come back to me in pregnant like the past <laughs> yeah, saying that they got pregnant when they didn't want to yeah. never yeah that's a lot of people i've been how long have i been doing this now since like 2020 2020 yeah two years i've never been pregnant there you go. And I'm loving it. And I know. Imagine I was just like, and guess what? <laughs> no, but you've no. had a scare. Oh, mate, have I? And I, had I remember. A scare. So she calls me up, frantic, yeah. and I'm like, what's going on? No, no. This is your exact words. What's going on? Are you pregnant? And I was like, I think so. And I literally started crying. And I was literally like, I'm not. not I remember saying this to you so much. I'm 99 sure you're not pregnant. And I was nervous, laughing on the phone to her. Worst thing to do. I even thought I wasn't. But then what messed me up so badly? The app. The app and that I fainted. And my mum has always said, if you faint, it means you're pregnant because someone said that to her once, probably in a market somewhere. It's not so true. she now <laughs> believes that. But I, that's all I had in my head. And I was like, oh my God. And I literally, it was so bad. Like it was so- Since then I had a scare by the way, but still. But that scare then, was not because you were using natural family planning. She was using the rhythm method because she was using an app. So let's just get that very clear because mm. natural family planning has a really bad rep. So if you use apps like Clue, Flow, whatever, what one were you using? It's an Some unknown one. one, yeah, thermometer. Yeah, yeah, thermometer, yeah. F-E-M-ometer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. These apps use the rhythm method, which is based on predictions. You cannot predict your fertility in any given month, no matter how regular you think your cycle is. Ovulation can be here and there by 12, 24, 72 hours, and that's okay. Yeah. So that is why you observe your signs in real time. So when she called me, she was like, this is what it is. I was like, send me what your app is actually saying, though. She sends me this chart that is diabolical. I don't like the app is literally having all of you lot taking all of you lot for a ride because Mm. it's not it doesn't mean anything what that said all it said is 
line, line, line. Oh, you're pregnant. Like, it didn't literally. make any sense. And I literally said, I don't think you're pregnant. Mm. Because this chart is all over the place. And chart. I was in day something like 27 of my cycle. Like, it's there's no like, there way like, I could have been pregnant at that point. So just to make this very, very clear, because I remember when I was maybe in some of your positions of absolutely knowing nothing. And I would hear terms like luteal, ovulation. Should we talk about the phases? Yes. Luteal ovulation, cervical mucus, cycle, all of that. And I would have no clue. And that was part of the reason I switched off for so long and was like, yeah, I'm not doing this because this is just long. So let's go through bit by bit in normal English what each means. Do you know what? I'll have a crack. Go on then. And then you tell me. We all know you want to be the natural family teacher. Clearly. So, because you know why? Because people can understand my position. Do you know what I mean? And what about me? Yeah, because you already know it. You've obviously studied it. Whereas I've studied it through books and through you really so you know (laughs) right ovulation the very very critical thing and time in your cycle where you can get pregnant in that time it's usually around eight days is it six six four to six days in that time if you have unprotected sex there's the likelihood that you're going to because your insides are ready to scoop ready to scoop what the sperm. Okay, yeah, yeah. 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 There's like, it's ovulation time is like when, if you'd have unprotected sex in that time, all doors are open. There's nothing closed, which is going to keep that sperm back over there. It's going all the way up to fertilize that egg. So if you have sex in the ovulation time, high, high chance of getting pregnant. All right. Can I jump in? Please. Okay. So what I usually do when I teach the eight week course is we start from the beginning. Okay. Ovulation is a great place to start because that is the most important part. But I'll start from the beginning, which is your period, which everyone knows is like quite a safe place to start. Period, which is the bleed, includes spotting as well, usually between three and seven days. Anywhere between that time is good. We always put ranges on these phases because there is no like one kind of period that is good or like healthy lots of different periods and even between each person your cycle is going to vary from month to month it's totally fine as long as you're not seeing fluctuations of more than like six to eight days per cycle you're good so there's four phases of the menstrual cycle the first phase is the period bleed so when you see that bleed you have officially started your new cycle so the first day of the bleed is day one of your cycle and you know continues from there so the bleed includes like i said before bleeding and spotting the second phase is your follicular phase and this is essentially when your eggs are growing in really simple terms that egg that is going to be ovulated is growing inside you that's it that is the follicular phase the third phase that maya just very beautifully explained is the ovulatory phase and once you enter this phase you are in your fertile phase and this is the only phase in your cycle that you are fertile so it lasts usually between four to six days depending on your age depending on your circumstances stress levels lots of different things anywhere between four and six days is a good good thing when you enter this phase you're going to know because you're going to start to see something called cervical fluid sometimes it's also called cervical mucus i don't like the word mucus because it sounds a bit negative so i use the term cervical fluid it sounds a bit nicer cervical fluid there's a spectrum of cervical fluid that you're going to be looking out for you can google pictures that's going to be the easiest way for you to know like Mm. what you're looking for and it's not discharge discharge is something that is only associated with an infection so that's something completely different so go onto google images and find pictures of cervical fluid and see if you can start observing that and know what's going on so that's the first phase the ovulatory phase after the ovulatory phase you come crashing down into your luteal phase basically so after ovulation once that egg has burst through the ovary wall gone down the fallopian tube and disintegrated or been fertilized by sperm you come into your luteal phase now if you are not pregnant this luteal phase is going to be really stable in length so if your luteal phase is 12 days 
going to be 12 days if it's 13 days it's going to be 13 days and then you'll come on your period again if you get pregnant you essentially stay in that luteal phase for the entire gestational period during the luteal phase the luteal phase is like it's one of my favorite phases to talk about because this is where pms happens and pms is like the most slept on thing like no one talks about pms can i just stop you there luteal phase is a time where you can have unprotected sex because that is just before you're about to start your period again and the ovulation time which i spoke about is like you said the time when you're fertile so after that time you finish your ovulation you're in your luteal phase now which is the longest phase of your cycle that's free game yeah have your fun it is but you also might it just depends on the person yeah let's yeah obviously not to say that you have to but i'm just saying <laughs> in that time because the thing i hear the most from every single person when they're like what's so you don't even you don't even use this you and i'm like no because i physically there's no egg will not be getting pregnant like after my fertile phase i'm good and people just don't believe me they're like no but i know a friend whose sister's done this yeah, they and don't blah, blah, blah. so the egg literally comes through burst through the ovary wall it's gone like I'm saying, if it's fertilised during that time, if you had sex during the ovulatory phase and you got pregnant, then that egg's going to come down, come into the endometrium, pop itself in there and keep growing. And if you don't get pregnant, then that egg's going to come down and disintegrate with your period. So the thing with your luteal phase, which is really interesting, is you have a dominance of a hormone called progesterone. Progesterone, like it's a really easy way to remember it, is progestation. It is there. So if you do get pregnant, it's there to help with your pregnancy. So you are going to have high progesterone levels throughout your whole pregnancy this is the thing that keeps your body warm like a little incubator when you're pregnant another thing is in contrast to your ovulatory phase which is the phase just before that that is when you're feeling good that's when if you have sex you're going to get pregnant like maya said this is when you are also under the influence of estrogen and estrogen is what i like to call your rose tinted glasses because your tolerance to nonsense is like way up here (laughs) anything goes yes you know like for me my son can make all the mess and i'm like yeah go for it and like my husband can say whatever i'm like yeah don't worry about it live your life and then i come into my luteal phase and i'm like oh my god what is suddenly aware yeah suddenly aware because that is just the nature of the hormone of progesterone it makes you want to get organized it makes you want to declutter it makes you want to finish unfinished tasks because you're essentially during that phase whether you're pregnant or not yeah you're nesting so you're trying to get everything done so all that stuff that's been neglected during your ovulatory phase when you're feeling amazing running around it's a good time to get it done then yeah how i think of it is in my ovulation time i'm never in my house i'm running around (laughs) i'm doing whatever i want Mm -hmm. and i have all the energy and my body everything in my body is trying to get me pregnant I'm horny AF. I'm literally like on it. And obviously my body's making it possible. Like it's put in the environment for me to get pregnant. Mm -hmm. Like I'm trying to literally, (laughs) anyway. So my luteal phase though, like you say, since I turned like 20, yeah, like literally like in the last few years, I've been very, I'll know I'm coming on because I will go past dishes in the sink. They'll be like two, three. Or there'll be a whole sink full. No matter what, I'll be like, I need to do them. Yeah. And I will stay there, even no matter what time it is. And I will wash every single dish yeah. until it's sparkling. And that is not me. No, that's not me. <laughs> it's not you. That is not who I am. <laughs> so that is how I know I'm coming on soon. Because that is not who I am. Yeah. That is the four phases. Okay. So, back to me, obviously. <laughs> what happened with me was with my scare. 
we'd had this conversation many times but I would say I hadn't fully committed even when I came off the contraception no. I hadn't fully committed because I was just like because yeah, I was asking you questions you were just like I don't know yeah I was, I was really like, <laughs> like the whole process scared me I wasn't I was still trying to keep a distance do you know what I was trying to do I was trying to pathologize it I was trying to make it a very logical two plus two thing yeah and it's not that it is something that requires you to feel your body mm. and feel i mean it can be it is both so with natural family planning we use something called the three biological signs mm-hmm. so essentially with this method of cycle tracking you're collecting data of your body yeah. and you're mapping it out so that you can see at any given day are you fertile or are you infertile yeah so the first biological sign is your basal body temperature the second is your cervical fluid and the third is your cervical positioning essentially with your basal body temperature cervical fluid cervical positioning these three things change in response to your changing hormone levels and that is why it's such a great insight into your body because at any given time if you're taking your temperature you're observing your cervical fluid even with just those two biological signs you're able to see exactly what's going on are you fertile are you infertile is your cycle healthy are you stressed have you taken new medication is it affecting you are you sleeping well did you travel lots of stuff you can see it all through your thing so there is a little bit of both because this is still a very scientific thing and i don't want anyone to think that it's not it's a very scientific thing it's proven to work as contraception it's proven to work just you know to understand your body but your experience is also really important as well yeah totally agree that's the best way to describe it i started off very militantly checking my temperature every day Mm. but then i soon realized that that was going to cause me to have a heart attack because of i would log it in my app and then based on my temperature yeah she's always said pen and paper is better than an app always but then also i've got to make it to a reality Mm. that's going to suit me and i just knew that pen and paper wasn't going to and an app i've got my phone on me all the time and that'll be easier for me but then i as a result of that i've had to change the way i use the app and what i understand about it so there's it's like it's a process of of what yeah you just got to figure out what works exactly when i first started out i was every day on the money taking the temperature and writing it down then i realized that that's just absolutely meaningless for the app because the app isn't taking those temperatures in it's just taking the only data it's taking in is when i start and when i finish my period and then using that to calculate roughly how many days i'm gonna be until i'm starting on again and do you see why that's dangerous because with ovulation with the phase that maya described when you're fertile that phase differs from month to month you could ovulate three or four days later or earlier depending on what's going on in your life so that is why the predictions are really bad that is why i always say pen and paper because there's no predictions you're writing it down and you're gonna know yeah exactly so started off doing that thought oh i'm smart i'll just use an app to do all the calculations for me got very quickly humbled Mm. when i thought it was when the app basically told me i was pregnant and i literally physically fainted there's a video on her instagram about it it was yeah i actually can't believe that it's really sad it was horrible and since then but then funnily enough it actually like i said it made me more happy and committed to the natural family planning method because mm. I then it just exposed to me like you kept saying how bad the whole thing of the app is and how much better the pen and paper is yeah. so then I was like okay cool family planning hasn't let me down here the app did mm. so I carried on using it understanding now that the app is really all it's doing is just note noting when my period is and just giving me a bit of an indication of to be fair what I use it for now is to know what date of the cycle I'm on that's it mm. I don't use it for anything else so um yeah Bit by bit, it's been really, really good and I'm really, really happy with it. But the issue that I think a lot of women face is it's going to have to be really, really technical and mathematical and something that's going to take a lot of time. So what would you say to women who think that? It takes time to learn the skill. I would only ever advise learning under the guide of a teacher. I'm like this one. 
who decided that she's just going to read a couple of books and have a pregnancy scare. That's fine. Look, I get it. Some people just want the quickness of it. Mm. But that is why I've created that eight-week course. Literally, at the end of that eight-week... To be honest, after six weeks, you're going to know how to do this. I've never had someone after the six week course be like oh I don't really know how to analyze my chart you will know because Mm. I literally break it down so simply in that six week course I also start you start charting your cycle from week one yeah so wherever you're at you start charting it you start taking your temperature by week four we've got a whole cycle anyway Mm. by week eight we'll definitely have a cycle depending on like where we start so I would always recommend learning from a teacher because there's just so many things that can happen you can have pregnancy scares or in a worst case scenario you could actually accidentally get pregnant when you don't want to if i didn't have you when i had that scare to just reassure me and message me every day like until i got my period just being like how you doing blah blah blah. it's gonna be all right i don't know what i would honestly and that's also segue into talking about your partners so that day when i thought i was i called my boyfriend and he was like oh my god okay he's like just finished work (laughs) and he works really near so he's like i'll I'll come i don't worry i'll come and when he got there was he he said no you (laughs) When just he got there, when he got there, I was so traumatized. Yeah. I because I just woken up and fainted. and fainted. Yeah, I didn't even have like I just had like yeah, my yeah, knickers yeah. on and like my pajama top. <laughs> yeah. So the first thing he did was like physically sit me down because I couldn't even think to sit down. Like I was just standing up, like bruised arm because I'd fallen over because I fainted. Was your at home? Yeah, but luckily she was asleep and like she sleeps through anything, so she didn't have any clue about any of this going on. I was in the middle of my course. It was just not a good time. Mm. Do you know what I mean? He'd just come from work. And I think he'd like called his brother on the way to be like, my, I think she's When pregnant. was this, 2019? Yeah, it was in COVID. Was no, it wasn't pregnant. 2019, it was 20... When were you Was pregnant? I pregnant? No, it was after. You'd had... I'd given birth. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was 2020. Yeah. And it was quite early when I started tracking, mm. as in early into the thing. And he'd called his brother on the way to my house. Like, oh, my, I think she's pregnant, blah, blah, blah. And the brother was just like, oh, like, she's got to do a test. Like, obviously, like, do you know what I mean? You can, you can always think you are. And then you, you need to. And he was just like trying to stay calm. And he stayed so calm. He saw me. Oh. He sat me down. He put a blanket on me because I was literally just shaking, just literally mm. like. And then he was just like, look tell me what's going on and I was like I couldn't talk and then he's like no go on what what is it and I was like so the app and I got the app out and I showed him I was like see here that means ovulation and And that means this and so I done it there because I thought that and we did it then and that means that and then they've just said blah blah and he's like we need to see the app. We need to see the app. And I was like, we can't see the app. And but we you were know literally. When I asked you, I said to you, look at the reviews on the app for me. And you mm. sent me screenshots. The reviews are terrible. So many people had pregnancy scares. Yeah. And th- he literally was like, really, really calm. And then I was like, okay, it's going to be all right. Yeah. And then he was like, what are we going to do? <laughs> he started to freak out you because he needed me to time. get calm. And then, and then he, he could, could let it out. Yeah, of course. literally. At this point, you thought you were pregnant. Yes. yes. You were deep in a pregnancy at this 100%. Point. I was like a couple of weeks gone. <laughs> literally, I was feeling nauseous. Uh, it's not funny. It was horrible. I no, literally it was horrible. felt nauseous. And you know what? I kept I... looking down at my belly like, are you in there? I, I felt really bad for the way that I reacted because I, I, I literally knew you weren't pregnant. And I laughed. I, <laughs> I should I really wish I didn't laugh. It was really horrible. That wouldn't have made any difference to me at the time because yeah, I was you gone. weren't even listening. You I was like, I'm not pregnant. That's what I needed you to do. I just need you to tell me I'm alright, sort of thing. I was you know petrified. you thought you were pregnant. Mm. Was abortion a option for you? No. Yeah, because we spoke about this last episode. Yeah. I'm just So intrigued. no, very yeah, good question. For me, no, because I have very what's the word just be honest yeah I don't know. i'm just finishing myself on this aren't i <laughs> i am my perspective on abortion is it's definitely good 
for a pregnancy that's unwanted. And although at the time, this wasn't what I wanted because it's very inconvenient, it was just inconvenient. I know I want to have a child of my partner i know i want us to do that together and i know i want to have kids listen so you're me, allowed to not want to get an abortion yeah to me that's enough and i'm also very traumatized by watching so many of my friends have abortions sure. that for me i've just known that that's not an option yeah. in the circumstances that i'm in now i'm I, i'm 26 at the time i was 24 maybe 25 regardless i see that as old enough i've made the decision i'm here i'm with someone i love it's going to be a bit inconvenient, but, but it is what okay. it is. Yeah, that's you're allowed to feel like that. You're not finishing yourself. No, like you're allowed to feel. Every individual person is allowed to feel how they feel. Mm. All I was saying before is like you can't put that on other people. But yeah, I get it. Like yeah. I get why you would choose because that's what you said to, to me as well. Abortion. You said to me you were like, "Is that an option for you?" And I was just like, "No, yeah. I'm not doing that." Like that's why I was freaking out because I knew if, if that I'm wasn't pregnant, an option, I'm having a baby. It. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this yeah. is it. Yeah. It's not. I'm pregnant. Uh, it's I, not Maya I'm going to be a mother. Oh wow! Okay, <laughs> it was literally that, and then I and it How was like, you know? twenty six, yeah, and I just just like and then yeah, so then he started to freak out, and <laughs> then I was like sitting on my bed just watching him go through what I went through like twenty yeah. minutes ago, and then he was just like, "You're in the middle of your course," because I was transitioning from PT to tech, yeah. and he's like, "You're in the middle of your course. You haven't this. You haven't that. Oh, we need to God, do this." Getting really logical about literally, it. Okay. and he's like, "Well, you're gonna give place. Oh my, we need to get a place. You need to this. You need that." And then I I let him finish, and then he was like, "We don't even have our own space. We don't even have a house. We don't even all that." And I let him finish, and and. And I turned to him and I was like, is it just because of the house? And then he started to get really worried because he could see that I was actually thinking if we had a house, it would be okay. And so he was like, oh my gosh, she's okay. really there. And that was really important because that opened a conversation between us that I thought was un- was understood that where we're at now, it's if never I'm pregnant, just understood. literally, <laughs> if I'm pregnant, we're having this. He, even though he'd always talk in that way, when it actually came to it was already who started running he was shitting it and yeah. then a couple months later obviously after i'd got my period and everything was happy days uh, we spoke about oh it God, and i, I was remember just like, like i feel like i'm getting goosebumps thinking about it. i was so happy jeez and i spoke about it we should with have a party. Him, and i was like you see what just happened there yeah. you as i've told you from when we first started this process of me because it's a, it's a joint decision if i yeah. think if you're the partner and you're going to choose to definitely. come off contraception and do something differently definitely uh, we had that conversation at the time and i said to you this you know it's a lot on me so i'm going to need a bit more from you to support me and he didn't change anything he was just like oh you i got your period yet okay cool like that okay. that's not enough so then when we were having this huge breakdown of yeah. like oh my gosh i'm pregnant yeah. i thought mum and dad you literally <laughs> he was like oh my god how this happened and i was like how do you mean how this? it's all me i've got to be the one to take my temperature i've got to be the one to check in oh, i've got to be the one to know this i've got to know this and that God. really changed things with us and he took a way more active role do you know in what that's like so being Im- there do you yeah, know what i mean that's so important one of the benefits of natural family planning is that it's a joint thing mm. the contraceptive responsibility doesn't just rely on one person it is a joint thing and that is why i always tell boyfriends and partners to come involved because it's your decision too 100%. it might be her body but you better get that thermometer ready every morning you better write it down literally there are stories that some of my peers have told me other teachers where they know people who the woman's lying down in bed and the alarm goes off the man gets up pops the thermometer in her mouth while she's still asleep and writes it down and then he's off yeah good 
good. That is how it should be. It, should, it is a joint He's not there yet. But no, but he's good. Yeah, 100% he's, he's good. So and he's good. At, and also, like, I'm at a stage as well now where I feel like I know enough to be not taking my temperature and stuff, where I listen to the other aspects of my body. And also as well, the reality of where we're at is that if I got pregnant, I know what I'm doing. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? So that, that, again, alleviates some pressure, which I know for all women isn't always the case. Hence why a lot of women, when I start having this conversation with them and I get judgy and I get preachy, they obviously switch off. Yeah. And then obviously they come to the fact as well, well, your relationship is different. Mm-hmm. And that is true. But I wanted to ask you, what would you say to women who want to come off the hormonal contraception and want to start using this method as their form of contraception, but they're not in a relationship or they're not having consensual sex with one person? They might be doing Yeah, they're with- sexually active. Yes go for it okay but just make sure see the issue with that is that you want to make sure that if you don't know the person that you're having sex with you know i don't know the circumstances that someone would have sex and there's no judgment from me at all but if you are going to have unprotected sex the issue of like physical sexually transmitted diseases is the biggest thing so like condoms are super important in that situation if you don't want to get pregnant then just avoiding sex completely during your fertile phase but always make sure you use a barrier method Mm. in that moment and also just get yourself tested regularly yeah, for sexually 100%. transmitted diseases. I always say that to all my friends. Again, I don't really need to say it to my friends because they know, but I would say to anybody who isn't currently my friend, who might be listening, the tests getting... Like, when me and my partner first got together, about maybe like two months into a relationship, we both went to clinic together. And, and we were sense, like, right? let's get tested and see. Like, obviously nothing came back, but it's good to do. Because then do. we both got peace of mind and you're good. And yeah, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. There isn't. I think it's really important. Sexual health is health, yeah. right? It's not just, you know, it's not some scummy, weird thing. Sexual health is health. Get yourself tested regularly. There's nothing wrong with it, especially if you are sexually active. Yeah, it's, it's a good thing. Yeah, I agree. What would you say is the best way to get a partner involved? Because I think, again, I only know this because of my relationship with my boyfriend and what I've learnt that he knows or knew before being with me about all of this stuff, which is 0.1%. Mm-hmm. And now he's up to a good, like, solid... 30. I would say 45. All right. Yeah, he's doing really well. He's so good. So, <laughs> so he knows that much more now yeah. because of me really and like even little things like he said have you seen that um ad on instagram for that period thing you can wear it's like a flaxseed pack maybe not a, i don't think it's flaxseed but it is it like it's the same as like that thing you can wear to have pretend contra um oh my god yeah okay called? what are they called contractions Again, why do i keep having fun with that contractions <laughs> pretend contractions because we're talking about contraception yeah here. it's just throwing me too many words yeah it, you can do wear one of them right it doesn't obviously give you contractions but it gives you like period pain. yeah it's period help anyway Similar. he sent me that as like just to show me that like that's his targeted ads now because he's so immersed in the stuff that we he's good, man. talk about he's good i don't he think he gets enough it. props oh that's well really this nice. is your props babe i see ya. <laughs> yeah how would you so for me partners. yeah my thing of i was trying to encourage him at first i was met with a lot of resistance of course he was like what are you talking about it's not my this problem. works this isn't uh, yeah this isn't my problem what if you get pregnant nah basically and I was just very much like in my typical self I don't care what you say I'm doing what I want (laughs) again wouldn't recommend but then eventually you know he got no choice to get on board and I do agree I do I would say actually that no it your body is your choice like I'm sorry I think that if I'm taking something that isn't good for me 
I need to stop that. Do you know what I mean? And, and it is on him or your partner to get on board with that. But then you also need to understand, which I did, if I'm doing this and he's not on board yet, then the majority of it is going to fall on me, which it did. So that's something just to bear in mind. I don't think you can turn around and be like, oh my God, that was all on me. But he has made it very clear from everything he's shown you that he's not there yet. And if you're still choosing to do this, then it is going to be all on you. How do you engage partners? So I always say if a woman comes to me and she's in like a relationship, she's got a boyfriend or whatever partner, I'm just like, bring that partner along. Yeah, but doesn't feel comfortable talking about sex with you. I'm like, okay, like, that's fine, but I will talk about sex with him. Like, just bring him. Like, it's not going to be all about sex. Like, we'll eat, you know, uh, the course is structured in a way that eases people into the information. Like, the first session is literally just all about the person. Asking mm. you questions, getting them comfortable talking, like, centering the person and their partner. Give me an example of a few questions. I don't always give away too much of the course. No, no, no. Like, like, the questions in the first thing is just, like, general health questions. So, like, when did you feel best? And name a, a point in your life that you felt your absolute best. Oh, and then I'll nice. ask him as well because I'm just like even though you know it's not natural family planning isn't applicable to someone without a period I'll still ask the partner get them involved mm. why not because it is a joint decision and the contraceptive responsibility is going to be joint so really making them because a lot of the times when it comes to contraception women women are given the responsibility yeah so that means that we always center ourselves in this conversation but it means that we don't like like you said you were going to do it anyway mm-hmm. right so it's just like I don't care what my husband says even if like do you know what maybe a couple of conversations and he'll get on board no I could have yeah I definitely could have made it in a way where he got on board faster but I was pissed off that I needed to do that yeah because I was like why should I this is my body the fact that it's upsetting me you should just be on board done which isn't so it's yeah it's difficult because like it's basically patriarchy isn't it and like we all internalize patriarchy men obviously aren't exempt from that so they will internalize it and be like but the pill is the best thing natural family planning is nonsense we're going to go with the pill and there will be resistance met there and also because they're not used to being told that look contraceptive responsibility is now also going to be yours so that is a big change massive change and you kind of got to hold their hand Uh, people aren't gonna i don't think people are going to agree with that because everyone's just like feminism Mm. like fuck men but i genuinely if you care about men if you care about your partner you wouldn't treat them like that and i don't think that men deserve to be treated like that in that way because it's just like perpetuating being mean yeah isn't it do you know what the other day this is not linked to that but it's just something that really stuck with me the other day, like we're going for a very stressful time because we're moving into our first place and it's just like loads of change and transition and all the rest however the other day we were having our first night in our new place oh my god i know and i can't remember what i did but i did something and he just irritated me because i felt like it's obvious i think it was like using a cloth for something that okay, shouldn't be yeah, something fine. like that do you know what i mean and then i just shut down and i was oh, and this is what i do i just go quiet because i'm so angry i just don't respond mm. and then he was like no tell me so i can understand you better yeah and i just thought oh bless it's him old, he it? actually wants to know and if i don't say how will he know like actually how Silent will he know treatment does not work and i was like oh and then i said to him later like obviously when we got over it i was just like i really felt sorry for you there because you actually were exasperated and you said it? tell me so i can understand yeah. like i just want to understand and then mm. that really applies here because i think so often we do that don't get me wrong a lot of men are trash i'm sorry however the good ones or the guys that are by our side who are partners who we love we do need to give them the exception 
of look our men have grown up being told that contraceptive responsibility is not theirs yeah mm. so then all of a sudden being like right you need to know this and you need to know that and you need to it's not going to help the situation no matter how you feel if the end goal is to get your partner on Again, you need to meet him where he is. And yeah. you need to do that in a really kind way, especially if it's your partner. Do you know what I mean? We're not talking about like any man. Mm. This is your partner and you want him to be involved. And if you want him to be involved, you need to do it in a kind way, make him feel involved and let him ask all the questions that he needs to. Because it's probably very alien for both of you. Yeah. And how do you get him to come to your sessions? There's only one one man that i have not been able to convince. conquered yeah it's really annoying okay but how have you conquered the others just their partners have just said come and they've come yeah okay even if the partner's like oh you know he's a bit wobbly about it and i'm like look he can come in if after 20 minutes five minutes half an hour he wants to leave he can okay there's no pressure and even if he can't make every single session he can leave if he doesn't want his face to be on the camera when we speak on zoom he doesn't have to he okay, can just sit in the background fine. and listen things like that because it I don't, it doesn't matter like as long as they come to the session i don't care how has the conversation with your partner been amazing he how understood. did it start i don't actually remember pre-baby me i don't remember <laughs> was there a pre-baby you <laughs> exactly is there a version of me who is not a mom all i remember is that when i was training to be a natural family planning teacher eight months pregnant i was doing like my final assignment in flipping may 2020 <laughs> deep lockdown yeah doing my final assignment and um, he's just sitting next to me and he's like oh yeah i can tell what's going on here so i'm marking people's charts trying to see where they ovulated and by the end of that he's just like oh yeah she's ovulated here and this is what's happening there and she's going to come on her period now because the wow. temperature's dropped and i'm just like i haven't explained any of this to you but he's got quite an analytical mind so he just gets things like that. He's an engineer. But yeah, no, it's been fine. He's such an open person. So I haven't had any struggle in trying to explain any of that stuff to me. He's so open to like new ideas, new things. If anything, he kind of pushed me to do more natural family planning rather than any other form of contraceptive. Mm, yeah. That's He's so on board. Yeah, no, that's great. Okay, I think that's a nice place to end it for now. We're actually giving so. a rare shout out to men very rare massively the but partners the yeah. men that stand by no it is good yeah. we need more of that and i think we should also finish off on some questions coming in we've had a lot of questions got them? through yeah so the first one i got actually mm -hmm. was from someone asking about moon cups now okay. i know you don't use the moon cups do you i don't i do mm -hmm. and i'm dying to talk about it of so. course <laughs> let me start now i started using moon cups because I've tried every other method and yep. I hated it. So I've all, actually, I haven't tried every other method. I've only done pads, like just like always, you know, always pads. Yeah. And then I started reading and learning about how much toxins were in them. And I was like, oh my God, not to mention how bloody expensive they are mm -hmm. every month. Mm -hmm. And especially mm -hmm. when your mum stops paying for them, even more expensive. Yeah. <laughs> so I was just like, yeah, this is long and they shouldn't be as expensive yeah, as they are. Didn't like them. Toxins, thought, nah, expense, no. Then I got a reusable pad. Quite okay in terms of like I had a good situation with it and whatever, but very uncomfortable because it is big. It smells because obviously you like, you know, have it in for age or you wear it for ages. You've got to wash it. That's long. 
also expense as well. Washing it is long as well because you can't just chuck it in the washing machine. Can't you just chuck it in the washing machine. Ha- yeah, hand wash it. I was doing because I got a tap outside, so I was mm-hmm. just pre-washing it outside. And also expense as well. If you don't have access to running water like that a lot, mm. then it's long. Like again, so that's long too. I didn't feel comfortable with tampons. So then I went and started using a moon cup. Mm-hmm, now it mm-hmm. took me a long time. Again, I really wanted to do it, but I just didn't have, I actually took it on holiday because I was like, I'm going to do it. And I, I researched the best one for me. They usually recommend that if you haven't had a baby, you go for like a small. If you've had a baby, you can go for medium. And mm. if you just know that you, you know, need a large, you go for large. But typically most people go from like small to medium. And I took it on holiday with me to Mexico realized that before you use it for the first time you have to boil it in a pan of water and obviously i'm staying in a hotel and i'm not about to go downstairs and ask them in the renaissance pop this in the kettle? You, yeah so i didn't do that so i didn't end up using it on holiday anyway yeah. however when i got back i used it popped it in it takes a while to get used to it i did watch a lot of youtube videos spoke to a lot of people and then there's different methods of folds that you use to to like make it into a position where it can actually get up there and you have to find the best one for you find the best angle and I'm on probably about the eighth ninth month now maybe maybe even a year I've been doing it for a minute basically and in four months in I was a pro like I could put it in take it out easily Mm -hmm. and I've recommended it to a lot of my friends and a lot of people have started using it and had a good experience for me the biggest thing is I haven't since using it had a leak in my bed okay brilliant. was that a thing for you yes okay. every single Why you year it's so heavy it, i don't think it's as much heavy as it is as much me being unprepared unprepared and also what would happen with me would i would get especially towards the end of my period i would not have much blood and then i'd be like oh okay cool and i just put like a panty liner in and then when i slept that night I would get like okay, a whole new yeah. flurry. Right. So right, right, okay. that was it for me because I wasn't as connected with like what's going on. And also as well, my lifestyle, like I'm busy and I'm tired the majority of the time. Yeah. So to think and to plan and to this and laziness and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, leaks were a biggie for me. What I like as well, I can leave it in there for like eight hours and be good. The and cup. that is lovely for me. Yeah, and yeah, then yeah. also as well, just getting to know like how much you actually bleed. Like when I take it out, I see how much there is and it's like, oh my God, in my knickers or on a pad that looks like a crime scene yeah here just pop it in the toilet done yeah and it's just like less waste like uh, again i think a lot of people have issues with the moon cup like for the same like internalized shameful reason they're touching yourself with yeah Mm. with the tampon yeah no the tampon exactly that it's the shame thing for me which is crazy because look what i'm using now moon cup but the tampon because that was associated to me with like Heim popping your cherry yeah your hymen going hymen going yeah which is mad because why does that matter now why does that matter so yeah that was uh hopefully an answer to who asked the moon cup question i find a question yes please what's a healthy menstrual cycle Mm -hmm. i always thought that it was 28 days until you taught me so this is from one of my old clients so a healthy menstrual cycle there's a myth that it has to be 28 days and you ovulate on day 14 which is directly in the middle it's completely untrue any recent research kind of shows that anywhere between 25 to 35 days within that bracket is a healthy cycle the menstrual cycle is not just you know one thing there is a spectrum of what is considered healthy so just consider if your cycle falls between that range and also consider where ovulation falls which is typically if i remember correctly between days 10 and 23 so anywhere between that range could be ovulation and then mine's also, usually about day 12 yeah mine's 15 16 and then also 
your luteal phase, which is the phase after ovulation before your next period. Once ovulation happens, you'll know and you want to count how long that phase is because it needs to be a minimum of about 10 days. If it's anything less than that, it can it's basically your your body's telling you like something's up with your hormones and you don't have enough progesterone in your body that means that you're probably under a lot of stress or exhaustion or you're not nourishing your body properly if you were to get pregnant in that state your risk of miscarriage is really high so that's why uh, there's a lot i always put a lot of emphasis on the luteal phase because it is really important and it's such a great marker of overall well-being and health Nice. so yeah that okay. is like there's, there's a spectrum of a healthy cool. menstrual cycle and then one last question if you're cycle tracking and you miss a few days can you just carry on from there or should you i would say just carry on and then when you come on your period just start from day one again however if you're using this for contraception consider yourself fertile yes if you don't know where do you're that. at don't have unprotected sex if you don't know where you're at in your cycle good okay cool thank you as always, please like, subscribe, share, send to anybody who might find this useful. Check both of our pages out and give us any feedback. And uh, yeah, keep listening. See you in the next episode. Bye. Bye.